I'm here with Danny. What's up, man? <laughs> Finally, I get him into my podcast. Yes, sir. Man, I've known Danny for a good minute as far as like when I was actually teaching guitar and then transitioned to actually doing photography. So Danny has been a good, I would say a good person to actually get to know as far as like who he is as a person, as a friend. He's always been a really good friend. He's always helped out when it comes to like the photography side, videography side. And of course, now that I have the studio, he's helped me out like moving and then putting stuff up like the TV and then the sound panels, all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, Danny, if you could just give us uh, like a brief little bio as far as like where you're from, what you do, uh, uh, what do you do currently as far as like creativity wise, all that good stuff, anything that you want to promote as well. Well, first off, I know Irvin's deepest darkest secrets oh yeah <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> i've known him for like what a couple i don't know uh so i would say like, your brother was like 15 yeah uh, how old is joseph now it's like 25 26 i'm gonna say 10 years now 10, 10 years 10, yeah i was about years. to say yeah 10 years yeah, that's since i've like, lived out here kinda. yeah it's been a good minute yeah yeah but yeah i um i'm danny d i run a little online magazine been doing it for since i've known him so probably like 10 years now but it's just off and on i guess yeah. not really like fully i guess committed yet but you know off and on i've been doing it here and there whenever i get time and stuff like that now i've hopped back on and have uh decided to just go full blast on it and this time no stops no no hesitation just i'm this is what i'm gonna do so took 10 years but <laughs> oh you know. you're talking about your creativity stuff as far as like your magazine well i'm talking about yeah playground okay. i'm talking okay, about gotcha. continuing because you know i started actually when we met yeah so let's actually go towards that section right now that way people would, could actually recognize how you got started mm -hmm. in that form factor and then maybe how we kind of connected within that same section of your creativity because okay. I know you did a, uh, an art show, and then I had my yeah. band there as yeah. well. So we kind of did a little collab. Oh, yeah. And that was like a, a good minute ago, too. So. Yeah, it was years ago. Well, you mean like from the very beginning? like or? Uh, yeah, just a small, like, what, were, what was the idea initially coming from as far as like when you started your magazine, your mm -hmm. online magazine? And then, of course, what was the idea back then? And now what are you thinking where it's going to be headed towards? Well, it started, um, honestly, it's been so long. I don't remember how. I, I want to say uh, I used to have this hat. It was like playground. I forgot what it was, playground something. I remember one time I was wearing it, and my uncle, he made a joke about it because he's always, you know, he's like one of those uncles that just, you know, talks and mm -hmm. mess around, mess around. So he said something about, like, um, playground magazine, and it just always stuck to me. And that kind of just, it kind of just evolved after that. Um, then I made my logo, which is, it says it all basically. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I just, I took it and I made it meaningful. So basically playground magazine, um, represents like a playground, like life is a playground. Mm. You can do what you love kind of thing. Okay. That's kind of like my slogan. Um, so I want to do a magazine that doesn't really have a topic. It's just literally just about everything you could possibly think about mm -hmm. stories and, and motivation, inspiration, um, people's hustle, what people do, you know, dirt bike, skateboarding, mm -hmm. you know, everything, everything under the sun, basically. Yeah. And that's where I started. Um, and then I started doing uh, following like, you know, music artists. I don't know if you guys know JTEX, but I followed him. He was pretty, he's pretty, uh, he was viral at that time. You did a video for him? Yeah, I followed him around. We went on like a mini tour. Oh, nice. I I, was like it the that. music video they have on your YouTube channel right now? Uh, No, this was like years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then uh, just like little artists here and there, I would uh, interview. Um, then I did uh, like models. I, I, and then I transitioned into models because that's kind of the era where models were everybody. That's just what every photographer was doing. Yeah, and this models. is like the before OnlyFans too. Yeah, like where way like before the influencer chick wasn't really like yeah exactly the big thing yet yep. where they weren't getting the sponsorships. And yeah, they weren't having their professional photographer. Exactly. I think when we started or when you started because you started before me, yeah. um, that's where cameras were getting a little bit more accessible as far as like the exactly. consumer yep. base. Mm -hmm. And of course, for guys, I'm like, oh, I want to go shoot a gorgeous girl today yeah. and it's just easier to photograph someone that already looks good yeah and of course it's just 
you know, like, oh, we we always see the magazines, like the Maxim magazines mm-hmm. or sports magazines. The the girls already there, so we kind of already envisioned like what we were kind of wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember you were doing that section. Yeah, so I transitioned into just like shooting models because I felt like it was very very uh, new. Mm-hmm. I want to say I only there was only a very few photographers doing it, and I kind of picked up on it. And kind of that's what people wanted to see anyways. Mm-hmm. And it was so new that that's just what everything was, you know, that's what was on Instagram at that time. So currently it's kind of is, but now it's escalated where they're now it's just so, just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, so watered down. It's yeah. like so many, all, everybody all does it basically. Exactly. Everything looks exactly the same at yeah. this point. Um, every shot, as far as like the angles, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I've seen that angle. You know, I it's get what you're trying boring to look now. at. Yeah. I'm like, all right. It's boring. I'm like, oh. yeah. So yeah, that's where I headed. I did that for a couple of years. And then I got some uh, momentum uh, from everything, not just from the models, but um, from everything. And then uh, I kind of just got burned out. I stopped for a couple years, and now we're here. I picked up again, and I'm doing. I'm I'm kind of sticking more. It's kind of a little bit more grown. I want to say, mm-hmm. like I've reached a level where it's just gonna be more. I guess it's still gonna be a mixture of everything because that's just what playground is. But it's more like on a grown level, I guess. Like more say. mature. More mature. Okay. And just more like, uh, want to do more. Pro- want to be more professional. Yeah, yeah. I wanna as, as far as like, what what is your vision for it now? As far as like, who are you looking for to interview? Who are you trying oh, to capture? Same thing. Just everybody. Everybody under the sun. Like, if you have a story to tell, or if you just do dope stuff, that's that's just what I'm gonna cover. Okay. The thing is now is is what I'm trying to do is build a team because okay. I can't do it on my own. Yeah. yeah. That's how I stopped. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, it's very important to build yeah. a team. And I, I think right now we have my friend um, Altoid or George mm-hmm. um, in the house. I kind of talked to him as far as like the whole idea of having a group. Yeah. As far as like just having other people trying to kind of navigate that same distance that you're trying to yeah. um, in the same path and then mm-hmm. see what where they could fit in in your group as far as like within your idea because they could be better at certain things and they basically make it grow a lot quicker with a a stronger foundation too because that's what i'm doing with my team like okay certain people are better at certain things or they Mm -hmm. like doing certain things more than i do so why not just give it to them and then i'll do what i want to do in the forefront which is like basically doing the sales and of course um, creating new content or Mm -hmm. building the content so then i could show it to the team like hey this is where my vision is so let's see how you could create it and then put your little formula into it as well yeah but team building is very important especially when you're creative super important i feel like that's if i would have had a team back then um well i guess i kind of messed up because when i was building it i didn't want any help i didn't even there was a lot of people actually hitting me up uh that wanted to help Mm -hmm. i remember i would always get dms about how like how they could be a part of a family because i i really pushed like playgrounds of family you know like community you know stuff like that so I remember getting DMs of people just wanting to help, and I should have took advantage of that, and yeah. I didn't. And I was just more like I wanted to do it on my own, yeah. and I didn't want nobody to help me. Yeah. That I, way I could say that I did it on my own, but now I learned that that's not the, yeah. that's not the right way. I, I think for every creative, it's hard for to have someone else put mm-hmm. their insider input into your creativity because you're like, well, who, who are you? Yeah. you know, at that spot. But it's all ego-based, mm-hmm. and I had to learn that when I started this company because I taught myself how to edit. I taught yeah. as far as like the photos and the video. Heck yeah. So in my head, I'm like, no one's going to be able to do it the way that I want it to look like at the end. Hell yeah. So it took me a good minute for me to let go. To let go, yeah. <laughs> um, and when I actually started teaching Ari how to actually edit, I already mm-hmm. knew in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, she's not going to be that good at it mm-hmm. yet, but just patience and hopefully it sticks and maybe she could then have the same vision and that i have already when i'm actually shooting a house or anything that we do content creating that she could actually produce the product that i already have but that comes with me spending a lot of time with her like behind the scenes i'm like okay this is what i do this is a process Mm -hmm. and even that takes a good minute and you never know if they're going to stick to it either because people are excited in the beginning and then they get bored or if not they get excited and they find something else or they get excited and they basically just copy your formula and then go and do it exactly the same way that you just taught them and for you it's like it could be a waste of time and then also it takes a lot of your energy but 
team building is very important yeah regardless if there's the negatives but the positives are a lot greater from what i've from what i've seen as far as like the experiences that i've kind of grown within this company Mm. so yeah team building is very important yeah well i learned that part i guess from me watching you because i've seen you build this company from the ground up so i've learned you know also watching you that it's very important to have a team to build a team it's almost important to build the team first and then you know pitch your team your idea and your vision if they like it you know they stick around if yeah. not you know it's obviously there's other people but yeah i think it's very important because you get burnt out you can't edit shoot write the article you can't do all that stuff and still survive you still got to work obviously and mm-hmm. make money so it's just it gets it almost wants you know, it makes you just want to give up, I guess. Yeah. In a way. Or it just burns you out. Burns far, you out, yeah. You know, because you actually put in all the effort, all the work, all your creativity into the product. Mm-hmm. And that the, the outcome shouldn't always be, I'm going to get more attention or I'm going to become famous or I'm going to get a, a good sum of money. But mm-hmm. technically, we're kind of looking for that validation as creators as well. Yeah, exactly. So when we're just trying to produce and produce and produce, um, as far as like just doing that action, mm-hmm just by itself will get you tired. And then of course, when you put the product out and because you're so tired, because you're doing it so like so consistently, yeah, you don't even like your own product anymore. You know, yeah. like it just becomes dull. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't even care. Just like, I just want to throw it out there and that's it. Well, kind of like what you said, I, I have like this hate relationship with Instagram and all the social media platforms. Because like you said, in a, in a way, um, you know, I do it because I love it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I get so frustrated and upset when you work so hard on something and it doesn't get that, that, uh, um, the views. yeah, that, those eyes. yeah, those eyes on it and you work so hard on it and you see other things that were shot on a phone yeah. in a second a that gets millions of views a- and it just makes you upset. You know, it, yeah. it really makes you mad that like you spent all this time and you put a lot of work and money yeah, yeah, too because sure. you got to buy equipment, equipment and stuff like yeah. that and then put the time into actually learning wh- how to yeah. edit so it, it makes you it makes you upset and that's why i that's why i went into modeling as well mm-hmm. because i kind of just said you know what f it i'm just gonna give the people what they want and once i get those people i'm gonna give them what they need mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna yeah. give them what i want to give yeah. them yeah. so I, I was playing that role i was doing that and it was working, you know. I was getting, like I said, uh, I already had the momentum from what I was doing, but now I was getting a whole nother, you know, um, dialogue of people. Yeah, and I was giving them what they want as well. I was mixing it in with models and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like I don't want to do that. I just want to do, you know, what I think is, uh, I guess, what I love. Yeah, I think we all go through that phase as far as like the models and stuff. Um, I I did it very. Sh- brief mm-hmm. as far as like when i started um but my reasonings were more of like it, they're just easier to work with when it comes to like creating something because they already kind of have that they just want the picture so it's easier to shoot somebody that wants something rather than shoot someone that doesn't want anything mm-hmm. as far as like being in front of the camera uh, my only issue became was that when it actually started where more and more people were doing it i started getting this feeling of entitlement off of the model where like, oh, how many pictures am I going to get? Could I get all this amount? And I'm like, bro, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're not paying me. Um, <laughs> I'm doing most of the work. I'm doing the editing. And yeah. then they started putting uh, deadlines on me. And then after, I think the last one, um, I was like, nah, like, I can't. Like, I had told her prior, I'm like, look, I'm busy. Let's go shoot if you want. But understand that I'm not going to get to the photos for like maybe two weeks or three weeks. And yeah. she didn't hear what I told her. And she towards the like week she's like where are my photos where are my photos like bro that's entitlement like what who are you at at this point like you didn't (laughs) pay anything like we're just collabing as far as like you're getting better at what you do i'm getting better at what i do and then that's kind of that was the last one as far Mm -hmm. as like the freebie after that i I did started doing like um what are they called influencers Mm -hmm. for a little bit but even that got tiresome too because it's not something that you want to create because it's something that they just want and it's a basic photo and it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with how you would shoot it or how you would edit it because mm-hmm. they already showed you like this is what I want and I could duplicate it, but it doesn't satisfy me in any way when I actually see it in front of me I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have color graded it that way yeah. or I wouldn't have shot it that way or I would have put you in the different position or I would have posed you differently. 
rather than just show you just, oh, like, here's your outfit and here's your purse because that's what they want to see now. And they want, you know, those, uh, like, uh, what are they called? Those ads that yeah. they have now? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they were going after. And I'm like, ah, that for me was just very annoying. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But yeah, yeah. We, I think we all go through that phase. Like, okay, models are the way to go. Guys are always looking at girls. Girls yeah. are always looking at what like they're wearing or makeup or all that stuff. So it, it's a good way to get the viewers. But uh, for me, it just like, it didn't last. Cause I'm, yeah. like, I'm more of a creative, not just, oh, I'm going to follow whatever else someone yeah. else is doing. Yeah, it doesn't last long. It doesn't really last long. You got to do something that you actually love. I think when you do something that you actually love or you enjoy or whatever, it lasts way longer. It lasts forever. Yeah. Compared to something that you just want to, you know, yeah. something quick. And, and going back to what you're saying right now is more off of what I'm doing now because I do this on a daily, like as far as like photo, video yeah. and editing and managing my team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do tell me like you should slow down. Like this week I have a very slow week because it's, you know, we're holiday yeah, holidays, week. Yeah. Um, I did have work yesterday. I looked at my calendar. You have nothing to do tomorrow. I'm like, like, what did I do? I called you. Yeah, you call me like, at like nine o'clock. At I'm night. like, bro, what are you up to tomorrow? You're like, yeah. well, what's going on? I'm like, yeah. well, I got nothing to do. I'm like, oh, yeah. I could have taken a day off, but even the thought of taking a day off, it's bothersome to me. Like I have to complete something or yeah. I feel like I did nothing and I wasted a whole day when yeah. I could have like literally created something. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the studio was in my head like years ago so why not take advantage of what i've already created and just continue doing it and the whole idea of the burnout for me it doesn't come into my head because i'm actually doing what i like exactly if you're doing something that you don't like it is going to become more tiresome because you're just doing it for just the income or the finances because you're trying to pay the bills or the mortgage or whatever 100 percent understood but i'm in a position now where i I do do a lot of projects where it feeds into the company mm-hmm. and every now and then I do get tired, but I'm still doing something I love doing. So the burnout happens maybe towards the evening time when I'm actually tired because I actually did a lot of work. Yeah. But the next morning I'm like, okay, let's, let's get it again. And I see my team growing. I see the company growing. So mm-hmm. literally that just keeps me motivated to continue doing. And of course now I'm meeting new people as far as like the people that are around me. Um, like for a minute, I, I I didn't even see you for like maybe a year or two or yeah. we kind of just stopped talking yeah. to each other because I was so busy <clears throat> growing this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I called you and you're like, oh, you have a studio now? And then you came through and then it was like before, I think, did we paint yet the room? No, I don't think so. Yeah. And then we didn't have the, the, the sound panels. We didn't yeah. have the TV. We didn't really have. I think you were just moving in. Yeah. We're say. kind of in yeah. the process of just like putting everything together. Mm-hmm. But then again that's where you then started telling me like, Oh, I want to get into it again. And then it was more of like, okay, well you just have to make sure that you continue doing it because yeah. you started before me. And then I came through with the camera yeah. and then that's where I kind of just like went tippy toe, but I enjoyed it to the point where I'm like, okay, I could see this going somewhere at mm-hmm. some point, not 100% at that time, but it was more of like, okay, let me just tiptoe in every avenue that I could get into, like the quinceañeras, the weddings, the portraits, Mm -hmm. um, stuff that we're actually bringing in money because the lenses were, they cost money, the tripods, all that stuff, they cost money. Mm -hmm. So just the idea of just doing a small wedding for like, I remember the first one I did it for free, the second one I did it for a hundred bucks. The third one I did for 300 (laughs) bucks. And then it kind of went through that process, like, because I didn't know what I was doing. I remember my first wedding was Clarence's wedding. I didn't even know what formatting was. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> like literally like had, when you format the card yeah i didn't know how to format the card i was deleting the i think f- i remember that yeah, actually i yeah. remember telling you or i think i showed you after yeah after after yeah because yeah, i remember i had a 32 gigabyte and a 64 yeah and you let me borrow your camera that day too mm-hmm. uh, for her wedding and yeah. i was with those two cards i took my laptop and an, an external hard drive i'm yeah. like oh i'm just gonna dump the footage and then just delete it off the card and then use the same card. That way I don't have to buy more SD cards. Yeah. But I was deleting off of the computer. That's how <laughs> new I was. I had maybe like two months yeah. into photography or videography. Yeah. So I was fairly new at everything. But just mm-hmm. the idea of, okay, someone asked me to do something. Now I have to make sure that I don't screw it up. Even mm-hmm. though I did it for free, it was more of just like that anxiousness. I'm like, okay what do you need what do they do and then what yeah. are the angles and what is the audio what is the lighting what what kelvin's so i was learning everything yeah. off of the pressure that i i was putting myself in and that's i think that's how i learned a lot quicker yeah and like i said i didn't know how to format 
an SD card. I don't even know what that. I in my head, I'm like, why don't they just put delete? Like delete, <laughs> yeah, delete yeah. all formatting. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? And then also like when you delete, obviously you could delete a picture and stuff and delete a lot of pictures, but your memory card still got shit in it. You you won't go away unless you format yeah, your card. Exactly. So you're still gonna fill it up. Exactly. Way. <laughs> and that's what happened. I was like uh doing the first look yeah. and I pushed record and luckily um via editing mm -hmm. I clipped it like it made it seem like there's a blackout. Because oh, I, I literally record it went through the process and then they looked at each other mm. and right when they were going to kiss it stopped recording oh so no. right away i had to push record again and it gave me like at least another 10 seconds of recording time and then that's where the the card said it was full oh yeah shit. but on the editing i made it look like there's a blackout when they looked at each other and then they went back like to the kissing <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out <laughs> i know sometimes you gotta like dude i've done videos where you make something out of nothing like you literally have like or something like that mm -hmm. you mess up or, or your camera messes up and you gotta make something out of out of nothing yeah yeah that's where like that that love for it comes in because you gotta you know you gotta find a way yeah well i that's the idea of the photography and videography side that i like is just that the concepts of like you're under stress mm. and you're trying to do something that it's in your head and you're trying to create it, but no one's actually showing you how to do it. Yeah. And you're just kind of navigating. And then of course, from your mistakes, you're like, Oh, that, that was actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah, kind of exactly. like repeat it again and it was yeah. by accident. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love that process. And even till then, like now I like doing a lot Well, right now it's a slow season. So I'm really trying to push this right now, mm -hmm. the podcast, like you're going to be my first podcast of the day. I'm gonna have another one at 1 30. so oh, like one once again i can't sit still and do nothing yeah like, that's not who i am yeah so i would if you would have said no i would have more than likely got here as the time that i got here and yeah. started editing something from the past yeah, yeah but that's because that's who i am now like it, it became my lifestyle like yeah if you tell me like hey are you just gonna watch netflix or are you gonna watch a movie i'm like no that's not who i am like i get it that's some people's lifestyle because they're not in the creative mind space and they're just doing the nine to five. Yeah. And then they, yeah. And it, it's just a, a, that's a lifestyle. Like, okay, I'm just going to watch a movie because that's my re relaxation moment or whatever. But mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, I, I want to create that, not watch it, you know? And yeah. I do watch movies. I'm not going to say I don't, but yeah. still like, I can't just sit all day and yeah, I know what you mean. Oh yeah. Put this on silent. Cause it keeps beeping. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. So how was it that you got started into the whole photography, videography side? Because I think I got to know you when I was in doing music. Mm -hmm. So what was that like? I've been doing it since like a kid. Like, uh, I remember it was tape recorders, you know, like yeah. those VH, no, yeah. not the VHS. It was like the those little, little ones. ones. Yeah. yeah. Those handheld ones. I would, uh, obviously, I was a kid. I don't even remember. Maybe I want to say maybe 10 and uh you know parents had one so i would always use it i would get it and then since i didn't have any editing software i would just uh record let's say i had my brother doing something like and then i would record him doing something and i would make sure it have to stop at the perfect time yeah. there's no editing yeah. so i had to make sure i started it at the same you know a good yeah, yeah. spot so yeah. it looked like a, it looked like yeah, you edited transition. it you know yeah. transition that's where i started i guess okay. as a as a kid and then i just kept going i think i learned well, I was introduced um, how to edit in high school. I took um, like a film class, and at uh, high school they had like a little film class. We we're editing on Max, so I guess I learned on uh, what is it, well, iMovie? Yeah, I learned iMovie like the basic basics. Um, and even after years of graduating, because there was a video that we had to make uh, for like our final grade or mm -hmm. whatever, everybody had to make like a little, I guess, mini movie or whatever. And then um, I remember years later, I forgot who told me, probably one of my brother's friends or somebody, they told me that, they, that the teacher still used my uh, movie as an example oh, for the class. That's cool. And I, was, I thought that was cool because it was like years later. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I guess that's where I learned how to edit, you know, from iMovie in high school. And from there, I just took it, kept going and got my own. Uh, Mac and then I got Final Cut and you know just kept going and going and then yeah you started with the here. Rebel right yeah the uh, Rebel. T this is when like it was T barely starting T3 yeah yeah, yeah. I remember that <laughs> I had like a T3 I still have it yeah it still works yeah. your Canon 70D doesn't work Canon 70D doesn't work 
Dang. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. <laughs> what happened? What you did? So you dropped it? No, I just the other day I tried to turn it on, and it it what does it do? I think it freezes or something. And I looked it up and it says like it's something common that happens to those cameras. Mm. But maybe from sitting so long, I don't know. Because when I when I put it away, it was still working. Uh, I don't know. I sold or I gave one away and then I sold the other one. Mm. Yeah. And as far as I know, they still have still it. Working. Yeah, they're still working. Yeah, they're still working. So I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. a firmware update or maybe something internal. Yeah. It's still a good camera. Honestly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still a good camera. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that I used most of the time yeah. back in the day. Uh. Like the in, uh, Distant Skies videos that we have up and the mm -hmm. photos, that's all of that camera. Mm hmm. And those are like, I still love those photos too. Like they're like, resolution is not that great, but I did a lot of compositing on Photoshop. Yeah. So you can't even. Yeah, I look back at photos too that I've took with that camera, and I'm like, fuck, I'm very impressed. Like it's still to this day, it, it aged well. It yeah. still doesn't even look like it was a, a bad camera. I think what we do is we kind of um, put certain cameras on a pedestal mm. in our heads to like think that oh, if I have this type of lens or this type of camera yeah i could become a better creative or i'm going to create something even a lot better but we put so much emphasis on the equipment rather than into what we're trying to create internally because yeah. there's a lot of photos that i take on my phone and i have a little point and shoot it's called a gr uh from rico mm -hmm. and it's a little pocket camera and i've taken that to the street like and shot pictures yeah. and my little fuji camera you know the same thing like it's not my canon r5 or whatever with my yeah i don't know l lenses or whatever but still like i create a lot more with this little camera than my actual camera camera mm -hmm. and i think a lot of creatives need to kind of go a little bit back and start as far as like don't put so much pressure as far as like if you don't have certain equipment just kind of go out and create it mm -hmm. and then yeah there's gonna be limitations as far as like what that equipment could do but from those limitations you're gonna learn a lot more because now you're having to think about okay, my camera doesn't have good audio, so what do I need to do? And mm. then what do I need to do if I don't have a good microphone? Let me maybe Bluetooth my phone somewhere where it's somewhere <laughs> in my jacket, and now you're kind of thinking a little bit more creatively. Yeah, exactly. And then you enjoy it when you actually see the product too. I'm like, oh, I didn't have that equipment. But yeah. now, like I said, now I have a good amount of equipment. So I could actually just say, oh, what do I need if I'm in this position? But still mm. back then it was like, you're just trying to figure it out. Like I'll look at videos that I've shot with the band when we were doing like acoustic stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just had my Rode stereo mic and I'll put it in the middle of us. And it, sound, it sounds amazing. Like I'm like, yeah. who would have known? You know, like in back then I was just thinking like, oh, it needs to be closer to us. Yeah. And I'll just get a long cable, put it like on a table mm -hmm. and clearing with sing, and then I'll play my guitar and then for me, I'm like, oh, but now I could literally love everybody, love like my yeah, my yeah, yeah. my guitar or whatever if I really wanted to. Yeah. But for me, I think that process, even just thinking about how much would how much I would actually do now, it would almost tire me to yeah. the point where I wouldn't even create what we would create back then because it was just already fast paced. I'm like, okay, what could I do? Like, it's easier. Just like, okay, yeah, let's put a microphone here. Push record one camera and then here you go YouTube it and that's it. Well, the seventy D when it for when I first got it, it was one of the first cameras that had autofocus. Ah. And and it's crazy to uh, think because, like, I guess we started at a time where technology was still kind of like going. So like now it's like everything has autofocus. Yeah. But I remember when I started with my camera, I, everything was manual. There was no autofocus at all, and um. Yeah, so everything was manual. So you just had to learn that. Like you said, there were struggles in trying to uh, take, you know, photos and videos and stuff. And now it's kind of like just at your hands. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point in my life, I'm just trying to um, kind of analyze as far as like where my next steps are going to be as far as like my creative stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, I now I do have my own space that I could create. Mm -hmm. I have the equipment that I need to create it. But I just need to make sure that I put the time into it as far as like for myself, like today. Mm -hmm. I'm usually working for a client, but when I have time for myself, I usually neglect it. Mm. And I think that's something a lot of creators do when they get into the business. And my biggest fear back then was actually being in the place that I am now where I'm overwhelmed, like where the it's constant work, consistent. So I'm always having to do contracts or talk to the clients or invoices or mm. talk to my team. And and it that 
within itself is a, it's a job. And then when it comes to the creative side, you're like, man, I don't even look at my camera right now. Like yeah. that's exactly what I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, but if we want to continue growing, we have to just have to do, do it. it. You yeah. know, like there's no excuse, you know, like yeah. you want to be an entrepreneur, you just have to do it because no one's going to pay you if you don't do anything, you know, like the idea of just like going to school, getting a diploma for cinematography or videography, mm -hmm. that within itself for me, yeah, it works for some people. Congratulations. You have a paper, but it doesn't work how I've seen it work. You know, like no one's ever yeah. asked me like, Hey, do you have a diploma for your videography or photography? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, they just see the product and here <clears throat> you go. Like, okay, this is how much you charge. And I tell them, but yeah, for me now it's more of like, okay, what do I want to do next? And I think at this point it's more, um, I want to make sure that I'm more consistent with my podcast, not mm -hmm. only Envy Media's podcast, and then see what, what else I could work on within myself. Because the idea of the podcast back then was, one, understand what it was as far as like how to set up the equipment and then sell it to. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, get used to being in front of the camera and learn how to actually communicate correctly with somebody mm -hmm. that's in front of me. And I actually do go back on my old podcast and I analyze myself I'm like, bro, you're awkward. Like, what are, you, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, there were so many topics within the conversation that the other person had just stated. You could yeah. have grown that conversation, but yeah, I didn't know yeah, how to yeah. do that. And yeah. now I'm like, okay, I, it's easy. Now people come in here and I'm telling them the mistakes that I was doing mm -hmm. um, so that they don't feel awkward. And at this point, I'm like, I'm still not 100% comfortable being in front of the camera or yeah. doing the podcast, but I... I could actually see myself like a lot better when it comes to this process, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's something that we as creatives have to kind of just push ourselves to do something that's uncomfortable um, because I'm an introvert. I don't want to be talking You're all the an time. You're an introvert? Bro, I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> I would never know. Yeah, right? Yeah, and th that's how I always went. Like in the band, I didn't want to be around people, yeah. but I was on stage. Yeah. I'm like, how does that work? I'm like, I know, huh? So it makes you, you, you do outrovert stuff, but you're an introvert. I think it's because of the activities <laughs> that I've always put myself into yeah. have always put me in the positions of being and um, having to navigate extrovert activities. Like, how does that work? Stage. How do you, what do you know about that? Like introvert, extrovert, because I, I feel like I'm an introvert, but at the same time, I'm just like you. I do outrovert stuff and I do like, like some people, well, I don't know. Lately I've been, I guess the older I've gotten, I've been more introvert. Uh, when I was younger, I was way more, you know, outrovert. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like, are you like, can you switch over or like, like, uh, can you be one and then be another? Or yeah, like, like a chameleon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now I can just because I'm always navigating business. Mm -hmm. So I, it, it's almost like a thrilling thought in my head. Like yeah. when I go talk to uh, people that have suits and they're talking about money and finances and i'm here selling my product yeah and then they give me a contract and they tell me oh this is what we want these are our policies and then these are numbers and then i look at it yeah and then there's a switch in my head now how to like use what i've learned from talking to them so many times yeah. not themselves exactly but a different person mm -hmm. that it's a custom like there's a switch like Okay, I, I love what you presented here, but here's a, here's on my terms, and here's what I'm gonna actually tell you what I want. Yeah, and then yeah, I flip yeah. it on them. But now, for like I said, it's it be, it becomes a game for me at this point. Like, mm -hmm. um, like okay, how could I, how could I navigate this conversation where it's benefiting me now? Because I understand that what they're doing is something that I've read already, and I'm pretty sure they read the same books. So it's easier for me to like okay understand that. But mm -hmm. when it comes to introvert extroverts. An extrovert is a person that is going to be energized or get energy off of, off of other people. Yeah. So that's yeah. what an extrovert is. An introvert is a person that technically gets drained if they're around a bunch of people. So if I'm at a bar and I'm hanging around too many people, I get tired quicker. Yeah, exactly. Because my focus is it, just too much. Too, too much, much yeah. stimulus. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Have you ever gotten dizzy? Uh, Not dizzy. I, no. I, I think... Uh, it's more of just uh i just get really tired yeah i get especially where i'm in locations that I don't, i'm not like too familiar yeah um like theme parks i don't do theme parks. yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. ikea yeah. i don't do ikea but isn't it funny when you were a kid um did you ever know that that's what was going on no no i didn't isn't know it crazy yeah well here's where the school system at, at this point for mm -hmm. me because i wanted to be a teacher and yeah. this is a, a big reason why i wanted to be a teacher too is because i already know that 
the way that I learn mm. is way different than the the way that they the oh, actual yeah. school system well, yeah, teaches us. You yeah. know, so I always felt like an outsider, yeah. and I always felt like um, a dummy too. Like I always mm-hmm. felt slower than the, the average kids. You know, the ones that were able to sit down for those many hours and yeah. do the the process of homework and the process of the schoolwork that they were giving you. Yeah. For me, it was a lot different, and I'm more of a one visual person as far as like if you if I see something. I'll probably learn it a lot quicker. Yeah. But if you're just giving me a pamphlet, I'm yeah. just kind of like, yeah, uh, what, you're, you're <laughs> asking me to teach myself. What yeah, is exactly. the point of this? Yeah. Um, so my idea of wanting to be a teacher is the idea of like, okay, I think I could be a better teacher than them. Mm-hmm. But once I started teaching, it was more of just like, I think I was teaching for like maybe four or five years. I did privately, which that's how I met you. Yeah. I'm, I was teaching your brother <clears> guitar. <throat> mm-hmm. And then I was also teaching at a private school, actually two private schools. So I got to get the whole experience as far as like one-on-one and mm-hmm. then of course like classroom setting. Yeah. So for me, it became more of like, okay, I like teaching, but I like teaching people that actually want to learn. Mm-hmm. And then when I was teaching, it was a hit and miss because I was teaching kids that sometimes wanted to learn how to play music. And there was other kids that were just being forced to play music. Yeah. And there was a lot of them where they were just being forced to play music. <laughs> and it was just very like draining at this point. I'm like, oh, come on, need to practice again. So yeah. I need to go through the same lesson plan and all that stuff. So it became routine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest reason why I wanted to be a teacher. And that was a, my biggest reason why I stopped being a teacher too. Cause I was like, I can't do this. Like these kids are wild. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not made for How this. Old? Uh, well, age gaps went from, I think from five to like 60. Oh, heck yeah. no. Yeah. There's I, no way getting a five-year-old to sit there and listen. No, actually some of them, um, did really well. Like oh, I, yeah? I remember I taught a kid for like four years and when he started, he was five years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember this other girl, she was eight years old or seven years old. And I think she stopped when she was 12. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Something like that. Like I, I, when I first started, I got a good amount of students and like, they stuck with me. I see. Yeah. But that was how I was making money back then. Like oh, yeah. literally I was making money and no one, McDonald's wouldn't hire me, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, how am I going to get money? Like, all right, yeah. use what I got. Just have a guitar and let's go. Yeah. So, but we always find a way, you know? But you're also working a little bit construction, right? Here and there. Uh, Yeah. Here and there with my dad. <clears throat> um, But because I was going to school at the time, I was going to ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a lot of classes. And then of course, at the time I was playing in the band mm-hmm. and then I was also teaching. So construction is very random. Yeah. It's, it's always like where whenever it hits, it hits. And then it doesn't, it, there's not a location to that. It's going to yeah, be yeah. consistent. Yeah. So it was more of just like, okay, I could make money with my dad if I really wanted to, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, something that I enjoyed doing. Like, yeah, it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah, at all. At all. Like, yeah, I would see yeah. myself in the mirror and then I'm all dusty <laughs> and I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> not for me. Like, nah, yeah. Not for me. Nah, like, that, it just, you, you probably come home drained and you don't want to do nothing. Yeah, it's that too. Like, you're just not enjoying life. And, yeah. you know, like, uh, this is where I give things to my parents too, like where they allowed me and my sister to like actually go and pursue what we wanted to do mm-hmm. without a lot of pressures as far as like, what type of work we were going to get into or if we were going to go to school or all that kind of, all that all that stuff mm-hmm. um so it's it's more of just like they they just allowed us to be and i think because we were put in a position where we didn't really have a lot of options yeah. me and my sister because we're coming in from mexico they understood that our lives were going to be a little bit harder so it was more of just like just do your best yeah. at what you could get and that and that we'll be happy and from there, it was just like there was no pressure as far as yeah. like on their end to like become a doctor, become a lawyer, you know, yeah. like something extravagant. Wait, it, does your parents know what you do? Like, have they came here or like, have, or do they kind of have an idea what you do now? Uh, my mom does. Yeah. Um, my dad, I think through family, it's just weird. Like when it comes to the yeah. son and father relationship, it's always different. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like he knows, and I know he's proud of me, but he won't. <laughs> yeah, he won't know? express. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, they but they know that you're like I mean, you're you're at a good spot. They know that you're making like money, right? They're not. They don't think you're just playing around anymore. No, right? no. I think they already know. Like in the beginning, they were kind of uh, curious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom had told me once to actually go to school for photography. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you go to school for photography? I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what's yeah. the point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was because I was going to school for a music. You know. Okay. So. 
but when I stopped music, she asked me, well, why don't you just go to school for photography? I see. Um, but it became more of just like, I already, I already started getting clients at that time. Like, but she started to notice that momentum in the beginning and mm. then she acknowledged it. I'm like, okay, I think in her head, like, oh, if you got a diploma or a degree, you could get more clients. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, well, I'm already getting clients and yeah, maybe that's a, a route that maybe could have been taken if I was going to get into some sort of publication. Yeah. But even then, no one's really asking, you yeah, know, like yeah. what magazine is going to say like, oh, do. could I see your you know, credentials? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, no one's really asking for that, so especially in our space. Like mm -hmm. you just you go and do it. And if they like your product, they're going to want to repeat it and they're going to invest in that product, too. Exactly. But yeah, like uh, I think my parents now they kind of do know, but I, it's because I post a lot. You know, like my cousins, my aunts, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll comment on my stuff and they'll like it. So mm. I think because of them, they, they kind of acknowledge it. My mom's been here once, but this is before I kind of like had the sound panels, before oh, I, I had the TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister came here Halloween because we did a Halloween shoot for the kids. Mm -hmm. So she came through. That was the first time. So she saw it. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's weird because it's a question I don't ask myself. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. so... I'm not looking outwards. I'm always the the me person, yeah, yeah. so I'm inside, and I don't see what everyone yeah, else outside, says. You yeah. know that. So I, I can't say because I don't. I've never asked them. Well, well, it's because when you right now when you said how they really didn't push you guys because they understand how much harder it is for you guys. I wonder if you know them thinking like, damn, like this dude really did it. Like <laughs> he's got his own studio. He's <laughs> like everything. Like obviously I'm sure they don't know about podcasts cause they're not yeah. into that stuff. They're yeah. probably far away from yeah. probably never even heard of what a podcast is. Maybe. Yeah, I, I post, don't know. I post my podcast on yeah, Facebook yeah. and that's what they have. And Instagram too. Like mm -hmm. the reels, the split reels. They, oh yeah. They've yeah, seen yeah. That. Um, so, but like I said, I, I generally don't know. Like yeah. I, maybe you should ask him when I get. Yeah. Like, on, do you know what I do? <laughs> intervention, please. <laughs> please make me feel better. <laughs> and then break down like how much you made this year. And they'd be like, damn, this dude really did make it. Right. He's rich. <laughs> <I'm not> rich. <laughs> no, I make a, a good amount of money now. Like where I could say like, I'm, I'm pretty secure. Um, but it's not secure enough for California for sure. Oh yeah. Like California is stupid. Like you gotta I, be a millionaire to live in California. Yeah, even millionaires don't want to live in California. <laughs> exactly. Like they're putting their money somewhere else. And even a million dollars doesn't even get you anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh I think uh when I before I started making the money that I made, I had asked a realtor, I'm like, Oh, how much money do you need to make in California to have a decent living? Mm -hmm. This was like maybe five years ago, four years ago, and she said around five to six and that money right now it means nothing. Like five to six what? Five to six thousand. If you're, oh, yeah. Okay. If you're making that money a month mm -hmm. here in California, and if you want to have a decent life where you could have a somewhat good-looking house, yeah. um, and then not worry about you know bills, mortgage, and mm -hmm. then live the month to month. Now it's it's going to be around eight to nine thousand, and yeah. even that, oh, that's yeah. it's a lot of money. Where mm -hmm. where's that money coming from? I don't know. Um, luckily, like I said, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it because I'm I'm just whatever I do for whatever reason people like it and then they just keep giving me money which I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is a grind. It I'm not gonna oh, say yeah. it's it's always easy. I'm not gonna say that I always feel like doing it. I'm not gonna say that every morning I just wake up smiling. I'm like oh I'm gonna have a jolly day and I'm gonna go create this content for yeah. this person and. I'm going to re-edit this per and then it, it, it there is a process of like when in the morning I'm like okay you have to be grateful you have to be thankful it's a process for like acknowledging your success as far as like mm. yourself in as well um that's kind of where I'm at right now um, especially when the slow time comes because when it's fast you're not thinking about nothing you're not thinking about the equipment that you're buying you're not thinking about the camera that you're holding you're not thinking about nothing besides the product that you have to deliver mm -hmm. and half the time is very very stressful and there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it so when there is a slow time I come in my studio and I'm like, I'm chilling in here. Like I would rather be here than in my house. Yeah. Like this is my, my little location that mm -hmm. I've built and I'll watch TV here and I'll watch like little documentaries here and I'll just feel the vibe that I've created. And oh, I yeah. like it. I would rather be here than anywhere else. Like if you oh, say yeah. like, Hey, let's go to transplants. Like why, why am I going to go to somewhere? Like it's going to be cold. You know, I don't even drink beer. So what's the, what's the point? No, yeah. You know? hey, I feel you, man. If I had a spot like this, and eventually, you know, I do want a spot like this. Um, I would be there every day. I'd probably live there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm here when there's no work. I'm literally yeah. here when there's no work. So this is the reason why I brought these little um, photos for you. 
Um, so this is what I do when I'm bored mm -hmm. here. I'm literally just printing stuff out. Wait, you printed these? Yeah, I printed these. So this is not like a... No, these are my pictures. Like these are just street photography pictures. And I'll probably just post them like on uh, the screen so people mm -hmm. can kind of see them. So these are all done through this little camera, the Fuji camera. That's a film. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a this film is a, this a, no, this is not a film camera. No, this is digital. So how'd you? Oh, okay. I have a little, I see what I you have mean. A little printer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a little printer. So these are like my little when I need to escape, you know, when I go to the city mm -hmm. and I go do extrovert stuff. Dang, your printer did this? Yeah. That's good. How, how big can it go? Uh, Well, this that one that you're holding right now, that is from on oh, my bad. This is from my GR. So this is my little point and shoot. I yeah. think this is 21 megapixels, and I think this is 22 megapixels. Mm -hmm. um, I printed one of those. Um, I'll probably bring it in because it's a big print. It's like probably like the size of the table. And You're pr You have a printer that big? No, I ordered that one. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. I do want to get a printer, though. You got a bunch of pictures I want to print. I, I do want a printer, though. They're fairly expensive. The one that I'm looking yeah. at is the A300 or something like that from Canon. Mm -hmm. um, that's like 800 bucks. So what the hell? Yeah, I thought there were way more than that. Well, now remember technology. Yeah, there's more advanced ones now. Yeah, I remember you could. I used to go to Sam's Club. Yeah, I used to go to Sam's Club too. And yeah, and they. I don't know why they shut it down. That was probably their best customer. <laughs> I know. Me too. I order them all day. Like that's where I. I think I go through being nature or Adorama. Now. Wait, so where can we go now? Because I actually have. A couple I do. Photos on, I do online print. stuff now. This stuff I have a little printer here. Like I have a little portable. So printer. this is the biggest you can go. Yeah, this is with the, the biggest. Printer, I, yeah, yeah with oh, my okay. printer, yeah. But this is like fun stuff for for me to look at my my pictures. Yeah, yeah, this is tight. I'll literally look at it as like this is Clinton right here. This is Clinton. Where's Clinton at? He's being him. You him get him on the podcast. Night. No, I do want to get him on. He was on my podcast before though. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I that was a podcast I analyzed when I was looking at my podcast. So so where where were you guys here? Uh, under like a garage. Uh, this is like the week before they closed down the city the, the for the city. pandemic. Oh, okay. like this was in L.A. and it was a ghost town. We we're downtown L.A. and a week before they actually closed it, we did a wedding. And I remember he usually uses me for all his wedding stuff mm -hmm. or prior. He doesn't do weddings anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and he had told me like, hey, I, I know I usually ask you to do be a second shooter, but. I got my old photographer to come in and sit in because mm. she asked and I'm like, no, no, no worries, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not like that. You know, like I'll come in and help when I can. Mm -hmm. It's not even about the money too. Cause you know, I'm not even thinking about money when I'm doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she got scared. The photographer, she's like, Oh, the news said this and people are this and people all this other stuff, zombies. you know, all this other stuff. You're right. <laughs> so she got paranoid. And then that's when he called me the day before. And we went to downtown LA. That's where the wedding was at. And in um, downtown, yeah, it was empty. It was a ghost town. But it, like, where in downtown? I don't remember. It was like, like in a like in a rooftop. Yeah, yeah like? it was a rooftop. Yeah, oh, okay. it, was a roof. it was a nice spot. It was a nice spot. Oh, okay. But I remember we were in the garage, and I'm like, "Yo, Clinton, go out there. Like, go down to the like the end of it, mm. and then just like start walking." And I took the picture. It's tight. Yeah, yeah, but you and, should make a book of like just all the years. All the years, my just little like documentary. A, yeah, that'd be so yeah. dope. Yeah, but yeah, these these are these are like my little my little prints, my little getaways and stuff. Like when you when you take pictures of like random people like this guy uh -huh. right here, I don't know if the camera can see. But I'll, I'll put it on with them though. What um, do they ever say anything to you? No. Or do you ask them, or you just kind of just mm, do it fast? No, I well, there's certain ways to do it. So let's see, like this one. Mm. So like this one, um, here he's somewhere else, right here. Where is he at? Saw another one. No, he's right here. Oh. So see him? Okay. So this is, I was walking towards him. So I already saw him. Mm. So I kind of already did my composition, my lighting. And then I already knew that I was getting closer. I was going to do manual focus. Yeah. So I put it in with like maybe 7.1 aperture. Okay. Um, so that way I didn't have to worry about, you know, the where he was going to be standing. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I basically just started walking and I went like this. So I had it on my side and I just went, so a bunch of little pictures and that's the one that came out. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And of course he's sleeping, so. Yeah, that guy, he didn't yeah, know what was going on. <laughs> How about this one though? You no. You told him? Yeah. He no, I usually don't Oh, you anything. just kind of No, like literally I go like this. I just walk with my camera and just 
oh, start okay. taking pictures or I'll use like the little flip screen. Yeah. And I just kind of like, like this one, you could tell that I'm in, like using my hip. This one I could tell you're using yeah. hip too, like you're yeah. walking by. Yeah. <laughs> that's tight. And then I think that's me. I think Ariana took that one. You guys went on a night shoot? Yeah. That was like two years ago. Damn. Yes, tight, sir. Man. But yeah, this is like, um, this is what I kind of like doing on my days off when I'm not doing podcasting or shooting. You just it, go out and shoot? Yeah, it's just a, it's a, I think every creative should just do something randomly and not expect anything from it. Yeah. And then just basically just see what you could find, like go to a different spot. Like when I was, it's not here. I think it was um, one of these dates um, that I went and, got, went and shoot. And you could tell that this is like, um, do you know where the board museum is at? Yeah. So this is technically where the board museum. Yeah, that's how I empty think it's the, down the street, right? Because that's, that's the Disney yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is how empty the city was Damn. when I was going and shooting. Like there was nothing, and I was getting sad because I'm like, I want to shoot people, like interactions, like more of like this stuff, like yeah. close ups. And <clears throat> what I well, like, I just forced myself to just go. And I remember I met some skaters, and I just started talking to them. We started talking for like two hours. No way. Yeah, and then we just became friends. And that's kind of what I put myself into. Like, okay, you have to go and yeah, express yourself with your photography, but mm -hmm. just get out of your comfort zone too. Like yeah. I went by myself. I didn't go with anybody. Mm -hmm. I think I did ask Ariana if she wanted to go randomly, but it was just so last minute mm -hmm. that she probably had something to do, but I didn't, it didn't stop me from going and out. Just go and to the city, like which is an hour drive or an mm -hmm. hour and a half. And then just go walk around places that I didn't even know. What do you remember that one time where we went to, uh, right here, uh, where was it? Oh, the, line, Grace? the Sierra. Yeah, Sierra. Where, where we did interviews with the homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that stuff is fun, though. <clears throat> that was, that that, was, that was kind of, yeah. Yeah, because it's cool. different. Like, you're, you're actually interacting with somebody that's not trying to be an influencer. Yeah. You know, and they're in the position in their lives now where, like, they're just wanting attention, any type of attention. Mm -hmm. Like the lady that we spoke to, like you could tell she just wanted to keep going. Like, yeah, she just wanted to talk. And yeah, talk she just like it seemed like she was so lonely and you could yeah. tell that she was lonely because she was talking about her kids and how they were going to come visit her yeah. and all this stuff. And I was like, and I already knew that they were going to clean up that street the following week. I'm yeah. like, they're not going to come visit you. Like this is going to be gone by next week. Yeah. Well, that lady, I think that as the more she talked, the more I realized that it was kind of just something in her head i don't think it was real i yeah. think she kind of was just not there yeah yeah but in the beginning i thought she was there like i thought she was all there yeah because she was she seemed uh normal like she seemed yeah. like she was good but the more she talked the more i kind of realized that i think they were kind of just she was kind of yeah she was making up a story yeah it was like either she made it up she made up a story or she just really believed it yeah but it wasn't gonna happen yeah, yeah. no i i agree like and like i said the i technically asked you to go with me because yeah. I was going to go take with my camera <laughs> a bunch of homeless people. Like, I'm short. Like, I'm like, I'm not even like, what, 140, 150 maybe? Like, bro, someone could pick yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember that guy came by. We're, we're filming, you know, the, uh, some people, and then they're, we got a couple people to talk to us, right? Yeah, yeah, And then after the guy came by, I was like, oh, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. And then he wanted to get money from us. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like he was a mayor. Yeah, he's like, oh, I want <laughs> kind of basically he runs that street or whatever. And then he just took off. Yeah, but no, for sure. Like that that was <clears throat> I think that was my biggest reason why I asked you because mm -hmm. yeah, I could defend myself, but why put myself in a position where I know I have heavy equipment or I have equipment yeah. that's worth something? Mm -hmm. And then I know that you're always down to go do stuff with me. So that's why I asked. I'm like, bro, yeah. like and that was tight my too. security. Yeah, that was tight because then after, you know, they open up the the hall to eat and stuff. Yeah. And we saw everybody and, you know, there's a couple of crazy, crazy people. Oh, the, yeah. The lady or the girl that was ran in there and screaming and wanted to fight. Yeah. Um, like, there was a senator that was, she was, a, I think, the senator of Palmdale for like a month or whatever. And then she got caught. What? Uh, remember that lady? Caught what? That lady senator? No. Or is she a senator? I forgot her name. Uh, white lady. Oh, the one that was running? F uh, no, she won. She won. Yeah, but she was running. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, she, but I don't remember her name, though. She, yeah, I don't remember her name, but she went to one of the dates that I went, and mm -hmm. I have her on film, like on the little short film that I that I did for that church. Mm -hmm. um, she's in that video. And then, like, maybe a couple months later, she got, she got a... Uh, 
and she was in the news everywhere because she got caught with her secretary, like a lady secretary too. What? Um, that she naked pictures. Yeah. <laughs> what Le- the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. Yeah, and then she got uh, she hmm. kind of uh, put herself out, like literally just she quit. Um, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, uh, I forgot her name though. I, yeah, it was a white lady. Yeah, I remember white, she was kind of young, short hair. Yeah. Yeah, but that was random. I remember Vice was there too the day that yeah. I was there. Oh yeah, Vice did show up. Yeah, I remember they were there and they're telling me like they were with her for like two years or a year. Oh, that's right. They followed her around. Yeah. And they were gonna yeah. do like a, a mini doc or whatever. And yeah. I don't know what happened. They I probably, did see that. They probably discontinued it after her Yeah. Dilemma. Um, but yeah, it was just like I remember that day, like just like crazy stuff, you know, like bro, like anything could happen at any moment, like when yeah. you're documenting, like that's gonna live on YouTube forever. Or that little video that I shot. You should. Do you have that footage? I do. I you do. should. You should re redo it and put it out as like a as you know something different. Yeah. Well, the thing is that I wish I would have captured audio when we were talking to them. You didn't. No, I will. Gosh. It wasn't for them. It was for the charity because I, I was doing the marathon mm. for Grace Resources. So I did a little uh, promo video to promote it. Oh. As far as like what we were doing, and I wasn't even in the video. I was just filming the video. So I was going to run the marathon uh, with a realtor and it just so happened that they needed footage to promote it. And that's how it started where I'm like, okay, let me just do a little promo video. But then I needed footage of what they were talking about. And back then there was no stock footage that we could go on and just download. So I had to go and, you know, navigate the streets of Lancaster. (laughs) And that's where I was. I was actually just doing B-roll, but I was in my head. I was in like, oh, I'm going to interview so I'm going to take a microphone or I'm going to just do it off of my phone. But now thinking about it, I should have, you know, because yeah, I, yeah. it, w- it would have been very interesting just to yeah. found those conversations and, and record. We were like deep in the, like it was our skid row. Right. <laughs> it right. was like, it was like Palmdale skid row. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, those are <clears> things <throat> that I do not look back on, but those are the things that I enjoy though. Like I enjoyed doing that stuff is random, yeah. different. Um, it was off of my pocket too. No one was telling me how to do it. Or there was a little bit of directing on certain people mm-hmm. that they wanted to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. But now looking back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was a good time. Yeah. And th- you know what I want to do too? I kind of want, not me personally, but I want to get it on my on my magazine. It's just kind of like, um, <clears throat> you know that movie, what is it, The Nightcrawler or something like that? Where he goes out, is it Nightcrawler? I think so, with the red car? Like red a, car? the Chevy? No, no, no. Uh, the guy who goes out and films, right? He films. Uh, yeah, he's like he, a report reporter. Yeah, he goes yeah. out and scans. Yeah, he yeah. he buys like a red card towards. Oh yeah, the end. Car. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he buys a Challenger, I think. Oh, there you go. Something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah kind of because, dude, there's a lot of shit that goes on out here. I follow, you know, everybody follows the AV scanner, and dude, there's shit going on out here everywhere too. Not even just like the east side, the west side everywhere the nice area yeah well there's stories everywhere as far as like anywhere you go there's always a story no but i feel like i feel like palmdale and lancaster is very unique and different compared to like even la and stuff because out here it seems like there's nobody out here like there okay in la it's it's separated right yeah you got your nice your 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 your, um middle class you know yeah and um over here it almost feels like there's there's no separation like there's shit going on everywhere like literally everywhere the the nice area that's supposed to be nice out mm-hmm. here like like at the park marine Kerr. that's supposed to be like the nice area and there's already been like uh what like two people who passed away already there's been a couple of shootings just in the last couple months Dang. yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> so i want to do like that like i want to get like just like, like people who show up to a, the scenes and stuff like that yeah scanner and just have people like just Batman. yeah that'd be <laughs> dope to just capture like real life situations kind of like what, when we went here yeah to to capture real stuff i want, also want to do like a little um video of uh talking to like the homeless okay. kind of like what we did yeah but you know like actually maybe dig a little deeper yeah maybe how they got there yeah yeah you know stuff cool. like that no i've seen a little bit of videos on that also on youtube yeah yeah and i, I do like those videos because they're more authentic and like mm. i said they're not trying to build their clout or build their instagram mm-hmm. so they're not they're not being fake you know these these are the people that are in their lowest points in their life so they're just gonna open up and they're just kind of just saying whatever 
it is that they're trying to say, even if they're like a little bit delusional as far as like, yeah, because they're, you know, yeah. like mental state. Um, I know the lady was a little bit where uh, she was talking about her kids and how she was going to, they were going to come visit. So our, we're off the bat already like, oh yeah, she's just, yeah. she's lonely, you know, like yeah. that, that's what it is. So, but she was in her moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that was, I think that was very authentic and that's something that we don't have anymore. Like this photos that I have, you won't even see them on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, I post them on my stories, but mm. you won't see them on my portfolio. Yeah. Just because now that I'm posting, I almost feel like I'm faking it. You know, like I'm like, oh, I'm just wanting the likes. Or you're just wanting the views. And you're no longer thinking about why you did it in the first place. So mm. there are things that I won't post just for that reason. And I know it's something that's dumb because I need to keep marketing and I need to push my name and I need to push my creativity so that other people can look at it. But it's just very hard because like you i don't like social media that's how my business grew yeah but now it's because everybody's doing it yeah you have to it's almost like it well it's not that i have to it's more of a it's been diluted so much that it's taken away what it meant before you know when you created something back in the day it was yours and it looked like yours but now someone could see what you're doing and literally just copy the same thing yeah. And now everything looks the same. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, why am I going to post my what I've created? Because someone, it's it's literally just washed down at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things that I do for myself and I keep it to myself for now. At some point, I do want to post this stuff or print them out a little bit bigger, maybe sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's what I wanted to get into too. I wanted to just like, um, I have a couple photos that I actually did a couple months ago. Yeah. And... As I'm taking them, I'm thinking in my head, dude, this, I'm going to print these. Like, these are going to be like, I don't even care if I get five bucks for them. I just want to like print them and yeah. sell them. Yeah. Like, I want to do actual prints. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no. th- this was like a dope moment. Yeah. You know? No, I, I love the feel of a photo. Like, yeah. just looking at this, I could look at the same photo on my phone, mm-hmm. but because I could go this way, like yeah. I could go scroll up and down. Yeah. It doesn't mean a lot. Yeah. Like, this, I'm like looking at it, I'm looking at the buildings, I'm looking at my composition, I'm looking at the, the person that I'm shooting. So it means a lot more just like looking at it. It's a slower process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like it, it's just different now. It's just like uh, for creatives, I hope that we kind of learn how to like actually navigate what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, not really doing the discount prices. I, I do see that a lot more often now. So we're all like competing towards one another. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of shooting each other in the foot. Um, but you know, like we're all gonna need to learn. We're all gonna, we're all trying to do the same thing at the end of the day, we're all trying to eat. Um, but the more people do it, you know, it's going to be like, like I said, it's going to be washed down. Like no one really cares if there's too many of me going around, you know? Um, but yeah, just have to keep going. Yeah. But yeah, just, uh, I hope you do keep continue doing it. Cause like I said, you, yeah. you stopped and I'm like, bro, what happened? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I, I know you're, you're, you're very talented. So just have to. Keep learning new things, you know. Yeah, keep going. Keep yeah, going. keep going. And then I know you're doing your podcast too. Mm. So I think that's that's something that you have to keep doing. Like yeah. you have to keep doing. And then from there, who knows? Something could grow. I know, um, like I said, I have someone, George, in the house. He mm. started his podcast. And, you know, same thing. Like it's just a consistency. You know, like you just have to allow yourself to like, like I, I'm trying to bring this space into not just people that are business oriented, but other creatives. And I want them to understand like, I don't, I do see other small studios out here now popping out, but I want it to be where this studio is known for like, okay, I want to help you out, you mm. know, as a creative. Mm. Um, like when you come in here, you help me out with stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm grateful for that. I'm like, okay, here, do your podcast, do something in the studio. Like I want you to like grow as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not for me. Like I, I want it to be where like, okay, you see a space, you feel the energy, like take it, you know, like I want you to get that positive energy too. Cause out here you know like we don't really have a lot you know like yeah. it's just desert you know like yeah i we have we could do other stuff but you know as a creative like we want to be around people other creatives and it's just very motivating to be around that you yeah. know even if they're in different stages in their lives you know that's where i'm i see certain things like george i know he's in a different stage that i am in but i still see his hustle i, I see his motivation i see like the drive that he wants to put into his his podcast or his music <laughs> And that's kind of what I want around me, you mm-hmm. know, because I don't want it to let it go inside of me either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
Um, any last thoughts, Mr. Danny, before no. we end this? I mean, not really, just... Got to bring your goat next time. Yeah, I'm going to bring my whole... Uh, your farm. All my animals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you for everything that you've done in the past uh, for my band. Yeah. Um, thank you for everything that you've been currently doing for me as far as, like, you know, helping out in the studio. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like, I want to keep seeing you grow as a creative. And then, I don't know, anything, anything is possible, you know? So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. renting the downstairs one day you know <laughs> <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yeah so i uh, want to shout out your instagram or your yeah you guys could uh i have a website playgroundxmagazine.com um playground x magazine i think is uh instagram and then yeah that's about it cool man all right you guys thank you for listening and watch out for the next one